one out of twenty, and you probably had had it wasn't uh, you, probably, you, you probably were playing with five year olds, and, and, and uh, you were the only one that really knew what how to spell football. So. You know what? I don't talk to you. So disrespectful. So disrespectful. It, it However, happens. It had the, the best of them, the best of them, and I'm not saying I'm the best of them, but the best of them uh, have a year that they get to the championship, and I got to two of them uh, out of the six out of six leagues, and I think that's pretty good. Good, pretty good percentage. Um, and, it's and, right. Uh, it's right. it, 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 it's it's all right. It's not. Great, but it's a pretty good percentage. And um, come up with a donut. It happens. At least I got a ch- shot at uh, four out of the – no, five out of the six, six leagues I was in. I was in the playoffs. Um, I got – I got who put uh, you in the playoffs of the championship that I'm talking about? That's what I want to know. Who, well, put well, of, who puts out of those championships? I, I just want to well, know. Well, you know, oh, those playoffs. Talk, oh, those what did playoffs. I what, what did I call you after that? I called you Rocket J. You know what Rocket J is? Rocket J, squirrel. Every now and then, a squirrel finds a nut, and you found a nut that week. See, That's all I can tell see, you. You couldn't even <laughs> you couldn't even say congratulations, Vic. I did say congratulations. I did say congratulations. But I used my backhand to, to give you exactly. something else. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I admit okay. I, I gave you I gave you a nice backhand. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a John McEnroe backhand in a second. At least but, I saw you saw it coming. So, oh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming because that's just the way you are. That's just the but, way I roll, brother. You know that. <laughs> it, it's okay. It's, it's all right. Okay. It's all right. It's okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 in the money. I have my trophy, which is my belt. Yes, you do. And and you'll be sending me the rest of of the money today, correct? Absolutely, without a doubt. Okay. So what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to send you mm-hmm. some numbers so I can win that Powerball, that okay. nine hundred million dollar Powerball. I didn't now, realize it was up that much. Nine hundred million. So whoever wins this could be a billionaire. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't get uh, nobody wins tonight, somebody who will oh, be yeah. a billionaire. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Instant billionaire. Instant billionaire. Yep. 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 And I'm trying. I'm trying to be that man. Um, okay. But anyway, um, you're talking about these Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals, um, and I agree with you. It is a problem, just like we're uh, um, a uh, problem, because I'm a winner, and you're oh, a loser. Boy. Oh boy! And this year, this year, and looks like Cincinnati. All the cards are falling Cincinnati's way, whereas they will be considered. <laughs> really, just just because you have control of the board, don't mean I can't do something else too. You know, something like uh, something like this. Absolute power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 are we gonna hit the buttons all the time? Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? I just want to know. Is that what we're doing? I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. I understand you have a problem. So anyway, really, really, really. Go ahead, man. Really, thank you, thank you. So anyway. Really? You gonna put danger on now? 
Okay. Go ahead, man. I'm he's sorry. He's having fun, ladies and gentlemen. It's a new yeah. year, man. I plan to have a whole bunch of fun in the new year. Go ahead, man. And I understand. I understand that because you you couldn't win a championship this year because it already started. But uh, here's the deal. Here we go. Here's, I'm gonna hear this. I, I'm, I say I I'm gonna hear this until next season. I can see that right now. I'm oh, gonna yeah. hear this until next season. You're gonna keep rubbing this in as hard as you can rub it in, but that's okay. because oh, I got yeah, tough of skin. <laughs> oh, I, I'm gonna up a little bit with all the championships I got now. Uh, Adam Gates. Adam Gates was just announced as the Dolphins' yep. new head coach, so I want to yep. get that out. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a good pick. Um, he's been known to do wonders for the uh, quarterback. Uh, he and and, and what's he? Oh, is your wife jumping? In? Is your wife no, that's jumping my sister. That's my sister. Oh, oh that's your sister. <laughs> when you what's start talking like that, that's what happens when people aren't used to women's stuff. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, she would know, wouldn't she? She would know, wouldn't she? Okay. She, she, You've been watching that. My whole family her. come down here. My whole family hey, is tough, man. Her. Let them come. Trust, let me. Me. Hey, Trust me. Hey, Mama Taylor. Mama Taylor. They all have sharp tongues, limits. man. It's okay. Like all, I said, Mama Taylor. all have Taylor, sharp tongues, man. She, Mama Taylor is the only yes, one that's sir. off limits. But I can go after your sister. I'm going after your, your nephews. Everybody. Everybody. But anyway. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Look at Kizzy. We got the barking in the background. Tell tell the Chihuahua. She's very very protective of her younger brother, man. Trust me. Trust me. I I know because the baby brother needs you. You have no idea how protective she is of, of her brother. It's okay. You have I, you man. have no idea. Embarrassing moments, man. Trust me, you have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> this is one of them. This is one of them. Because she's defending you against me. You that, have no idea, man. <laughs> anyway, go right, ahead. So let's man. get back to the game. Yeah, let's get back to the game. Um, okay. Before I have to hurt two tailors. Now. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So Pittsburgh, they're they're without their starting or their second starting running back in D'Angelo Williams. They're down to mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, Jordan Todman and um, I forgot the other person. Dre Archer <laughs> isn't even considered. No, Dre Archer isn't even on the team, man. It, it's I, I, Fitzgerald, well, I know. Fitzgerald Toussaint. Yeah, Fitzgerald Toussaint and, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, Jordan Todman are their yes. starting running backs. That tells mm-hmm. me that Big Ben is going to be throwing the ball like crazy to uh, to Brown. He's going to try to get Martavius Bryant involved, who's been dropping the ball lately. Um, and he called him out. And he called him yeah. out. So I can I can, he, I can believe that uh, Bryant is going to try to ball out in this. I can I have to believe that. Oh yes. Um, so you know I, I'm thinking they're going to be throwing throwing throwing, but Cincinnati's going to play keep away. Jeremy Hill is going to be a very valuable back this upcoming uh, weekend because he's probably really going to see so? the Rock. I think he's going to see the Rock 20, 25 times. And Gio, Giovanni Bernard is going to see the ball maybe 15 to 20 times as well. Um, the only people that are going to get in the end zone for Cincinnati, in my opinion, are going to be either Jeremy Hill or Tyler Eifert. Um, Ooh, really? To be honest, I honestly think that because – 
even though Pittsburgh's secondary is garbage. Sucks. Um, it, yes, but they're going to be so focused on the run game that if there is any passing touchdowns, it's going to go to Eifert because they're going to double-team A.J. Green all day. That means it's eight on nine. Excuse me, eight on ten. Eight on ten. Because you're going to have one free safety back there to watch the quarterback or whoever, and then you're going to have a, a, the other safety um, and corner double-teaming A.J. Green. Now, do they think Shazier or anybody else can cover uh, uh, Eifert one-on-one? I think they do, and that's going to be a mistake. Um, however, on the flip side, you got to look at what Cincinnati's able to do. Cincinnati's able to play fast as well as um, um, slow, meaning they can milk the clock. That's what I think they're going to do in this game. Um, I also think that you look at the abilities of Pittsburgh with no real run game and that Cincinnati defense, they're going to haul off on Ben. So Todd, uh, Todd, what's his name? Not Todd Kelly. Um, Todd Haley is going to have to devise a quick uh, pass game for them. Meaning I see a lot of screens, bubble screens, uh, slip screens, draws and stuff like that to slow down that defense. Uh, huh. Just to be sorry about that, just to be honest with you, um, that's the only way I see Pittsburgh winning this game. Now, fantasy-wise, especially when you're doing daily fantasy, that works out in your favor because um, you don't have to worry about whether Big Ben wins or loses this week. All you care about is the yardage and touchdowns that he throws or runs in for. Um, so I think he would be a good player here, uh, along with his favorite target, Antonio Brown, because that's guaranteed money right there. You know that's going to happen regardless, especially with uh, no real run game to talk about. So to me, this is going to be a Cincinnati victory. First one since they went to the Super Bowl back in 86 or 89, whatever year it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I think you got to have those two elements there of uh, running and milking the clock with Cincinnati and um, Big Ben trying to win the game in the passing uh, area. They can do it, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, Cincinnati has this game wrapped up. But that's not the first game of of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. The first game of the evening happens to be Jerry's Texans versus Kansas City, which to me has upset written all over it. Oh, oh that must mean upset. you like my Houston Texans. That must um, mean you like my Houston Texans. I do not. Because Houston Houston's favored by three. And... I, know. I mean, KC's favored by three. I'm sorry about that. Well, KC is favored, favored by three points. Well, let me let me let me put it this way. Okay. The higher seed will lose to the lower seed. The four will lose to the five. I think Kansas City is going to go to Houston, and even though, even though Alex Smith does not travel well, and Kansas City beat. All but two. I mean, all of their wins of the past ten 
have come just the same way the Redskins have come, by losing teams except for maybe one or two. So with that being said, um, I know that Houston isn't a you know sub-500 team, but they're going to play like a sub-500 team in this game. Uh, let me explain this. Alfred Blue, he's either hit or miss, mostly miss. That's why they have Chris Polk and uh, Grimes in there running the ball for for, uh, Houston. No real run threat. That's the point. Even if they had Arian Foster, it still would be tough to run on that Houston defense. It's been so improved over the past couple of weeks that you you really, really, really can't uh, uh, measure Houston's offense versus this defense. To me, it's, it's, it's a mismatch. DeAndre Hopkins, last week he was supposed to just separate himself from the pack against a subpar defense. What happened? He disappeared. Literally disappeared. I mean, I get it. You know, Cleveland didn't lay down for anybody, um, but Cleveland still lost. Um, and Houston didn't look too good in the game, you know. Um, I, I've got I got to think about this here. Will Barry, will uh, the rest of that secondary of Kansas City put a halt to DeAndre Hopkins? My answer is yes. Will Nate Washington show up again? My answer is no. So you put that together with a lack of a run game, a hot defense, I would really, really consider uh, Sir Kendrick West in this game to do extremely well. And Macklin, not so much so. I don't think Macklin gets in the end. Wow, you're coughing on me. I don't think Macklin gets in on this um, in the end zone in this game. I really don't. We have a lot of opportunities here, but I don't think Macklin is one of those guys that's going to get in. Uh, with that we being have a call. said, we, we have a call online too. We do have a call. Uh, don't recognize the number, but it uh, looks like it's a call from another show or a New York number. If you look at our number versus that number, so I'll let you decide if you want to do that or not. Um, but my point is this, ladies and gentlemen, in these two matches that we're talking about, you're looking at the lack of a run game from the two teams that I believe are going to lose. The two teams, you know, they're in the playoffs. Got it. One needed help uh, by Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills. They got the help. Talking about Pittsburgh. One uh, won a division that is just as bad as the NFC East. I'm talking about the, the AFC South. So I'm not sure if we're going to have the stellar play that the playoffs is supposed to bring us. But, you know, I, I'm, I can't judge uh, based off of, you know, the analysis I'm given from lack of a run game because it could be exciting. It could be pass, pass, pass. But I don't think that's going to work. I really don't. So with that being said, I open it up to you, JT. And then we well, get that caller. Each one of these defenses, 
have been allowing, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I quickly have the numbers wrong, 12.7 uh, points a game and 12.9 or 12.4, respectively, for each of these two teams. So I expect this to be a, probably a relatively low-scoring game, talking about Kansas City and Houston. Uh, <clears throat> Houston has a uh, a, I guess, a rep of doing the un, um, I would say unthinkable, but the uh, um, upsetting the favorite. Um, the t- the times they played Cincinnati, uh, and and Cincinnati was rolling at one point um, with a good defense and, and a good offense. Um, they played Houston, I think, one time in in Houston and one time in Cincinnati, and um, upset Cincinnati. This this can very easily. And that's why it's only minus three, minus three. Kansas City is favored by three points, and and they've won ten games in a row. Um, this game is a toss up to me, and. Um, it could go either way. Quite naturally, I'm thinking it'll go the uh, Houston um, Texans way. Um, Homer. Because, Homer. Well, yeah, absolutely. But um, but but with that being said, just look at the way th- these teams are are constructed. Um, both these quarterbacks can can go off, which they have at times, and and both these teams, both these quarterbacks can throw in clunkers. Which both of them have, even though Alex Smith has been playing better and, it, and Brian Hoyer has been in and out of the lineup due to concussion, but he's been playing well, also, and he plays that much better at home. Um, so I would have to think that with the the type of defense both these teams play, it's quite naturally going to come down to the quarterback and how many mistakes the quarterback plays. I mean, makes. Don't know. Um, but I, because the Houston Texans are home and they play very well at home, uh, I got to believe uh, the Texans can have a strong shot of pulling this out. And we got a caller that's been sitting here for about four minutes. Well, three, four, seven. Want to bring him on or no? Yeah. Let me let me rebuttal what you just said before we bring him on. Okay. I I, I look at Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Mm-hmm. Watts. Mm-hmm. I see them both on the same side terrorizing Alex Smith, causing him to dump the ball off or, you know, there's going to be a, a screen or a draw, whatever the case may be. The key for for Houston is the defense. Can they step up to the to the mantle and help the offense? Because I don't think the offense is going to be in a, putting the, the defense in a good position every game. There's going to be a lot of punting in this game. I really think so. Uh, because both defenses are pretty good. Um, and, and as you said, the quarterback play, yes, it's going to come down to that, but it also has to be some sort of run game, and that edge goes to Kansas City. So Kendrick West is, is better, in my opinion, than the Grimes, Blue, and Polk combination. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But let's bring in this caller. Looks like it's a blog talk radio caller. Okay. But uh, let's let's see what Call, happens. Caller from the three four seven area code. Welcome to the uh, FSP show. Uh, state your name and uh, tell us what you got to say. Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Bryce. Um, I just wanted to call real quick and comment on the on the Steeler Bengals game. 
Um, okay. Right. You know, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think when you talk about the run game, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's a difference between having the run game on paper versus being able to execute it. And when you look at the Bengals, you know, when you've got Hill and Bernard, but against Pittsburgh, they haven't really done that much. If you go back over the last several meetings, um, they haven't been able to run the football. They haven't been able to impose their will. So while, of course, Hill and Bernard are better players than Toussaint and Todman for Pittsburgh, I'm not sure they're going to be able to get their run game going because they haven't shown the ability to be able to do that against Pittsburgh. Consequently, I think Pittsburgh's right. going to be able to move the football in the air enough to maybe open up some seams to pass to set up the run game, which I think will give them an advantage in terms of controlling the clock, particularly if Pittsburgh doesn't turn it over. Now, you know what? I, I can agree with you, Bryce, on that. Uh, however, I don't think um, if we're talking about Cincinnati's defense right now, Cincinnati's defense right now is playing at a very high level. Why? Because they have to. Andy Dalton and A.J. McCarron are pretty much the same player. A.J. came from Alabama where he was known as the manager uh, QB. And that's what you know, the Red Rocket has been labeled the entire time he's been in the NFL, a manager. Um, now, the difference is Hugh Jackson is known for running the rock. He loves to, to pound the ball any which way he can. Um, now, you're having it at home in Cincinnati, so that really doesn't make a difference, mainly because Cincinnati is giving clunkers uh, the past postseasons at home anyway. The difference here in my opinion, is that they're going to stick to the run regardless. Big Ben is going to have to put it, put it on his shoulders and throw the ball. I, I can agree with the throwing to step the However, even when they do that, I think the linebacking core of Cincinnati, along with the resurgence of, of Atkins, is going to close those teams, close those cracks, and Todman and, and – Anybody else they put back there aren't going to have much, I guess, space to run. If they go outside of the tackles, okay, maybe. Maybe because they're going to hit the edges. But if they're trying to run between the tackles, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to go laterally on this Cincinnati defense, in my opinion, to get any type of run game. But that's just my opinion. What you got, JT? Both of these teams um, have uh, – the same are going to have to really have probably have the same problem be trying to run a football Pittsburgh is, I think if I'm mistaken, top five, at least top 10 uh, against the run. I'm not exactly sure what the, um, where Cincinnati rates, but they're up there also. Uh, I see this being a, uh, uh, they're going to try to run the ball because, you know, you got it. You got run really to set up the pass. Um, but uh, I see it, this being an aerial attack because of the fact is, um, the limitations that Cincinnati has with Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard, like uh, uh, my man has been saying, they have been running the ball effectively uh, for most of the year. Every now and then they, they, they uh, break out, but it, consistently they've been inconsistent in running the football. And on the other side, you got the backup of the backup, uh, uh, and, and they're going to be running by committee against a, uh, a, a stout Geno Atkins-led defense that are not going to let them run and they're going to force Big Ben to try to beat them. So I think both of these teams are going to ha- try to run the football, 
um, and it probably have not too much success doing it, and going to have to re- revert to the uh, aerial game to um, move the football and try to score some points that way. That's how I see it. Of course, and and that's why I was telling you that I really mm-hmm. think that um, Big Ben, if you're do- talking about daily fantasy, Big Ben is probably the guy that you want to have for this wild card weekend. Hey, Bryce, I want to thank you for the call and the question and the comment. Um, thanks for listening to us. If you have any more questions or comments, just hit that one button or call back in. Uh, you got anything else you want to add? All oh, right. Um, oh, um, yeah, just just real quick. When you, um, From a fantasy standpoint, the thing about the Bengal defense is, um, I mean, they can get some points, but Geno Atkins is some of their stars, particularly against Pittsburgh. I think Geno Atkins has three tackles yep. in two games. He's been kind of – He's been kind of neutralized because of the emergence of, of David DeCastro and Marcus Gilbert on the right side. And Dunlap only has one sack. Gilbert's only given up one sack all year for Pittsburgh. So, you know, I think there are some hidden things that make me think, while people on paper, again, like the Bengal defense, Pittsburgh has been able to exploit some things because their big-name players haven't had the games that you would expect against Pittsburgh. So I think that works in the Steelers' favor. You're absolutely right on that. And you know what? I want to let you go, but I want you to hear this first. I agree with you. Geno does not need to get sacks. Dunlap does not need to get sacks in this game. They need to pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. If they pressure, the back end will do its part. Because, okay, are you sure that Todd or anybody else um, can pick up a Blitzer, a Shazier, a James Harris, any of those guys? Um on on uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Pittsburgh's players. Right. Um, are, are you sure that uh, Todman can pick up uh, uh, Mataluga? Can he pick up Ray? Can he pick up any of these other guys that are coming in because you're occupied, you're double-teaming Geno Atkins, or you might be chipping uh, Dunlap or somebody else? It only takes one or two people to step up for Cincinnati's defense to cause trouble for Pittsburgh's offense. So, you know, I I can agree with what you just said about the big-name players not showing up, but they're making opportunities for your no-name guys that are coming off the bench or the no-name guys that haven't done too much in the uh, regular season. But this is the time where those guys shine. I mean, playoffs are when those people that are obscure have the opportunity to step up and make plays. But thanks again, Bryce, for the call. We appreciate it. Have a nice yeah. day. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. All right. So that was a good call. Uh, appreciate mm-hmm. Bryce calling in and bringing yeah. up those points. Um, yep. Obviously, um, I, I listen, I want Pittsburgh to win the game. History says Pittsburgh should win this game. Um, but at the same time, I, I probably do sound like Big Ben Roethlisberger. I think it sounded like Big Ben. But I doubt if it was Ben. Um But I am not confident that we're going to have a a Pittsburgh Steelers team that's going to uh, provide the type of of fullness that everybody says, well, the one team you don't want to play off is Pittsburgh. That was when you had a trusted running game with D'Angelo, you know, Le'Veon Bell, I love him. 
you know, I got him on some of my teams as a keeper because he's going to be that rock next year. But right now I'm looking at a team that's one-dimensional with a middle-of-the-pack <coughs> overall defense. Well, you know, uh, I, I don't have to uh, – I, I would have to disagree. Let me put, uh, you know, and, and the reason I'm disagreeing is this. Um, just because it's not D'Angelo Williams or uh, Le'Veon Bell and, and this kid, uh, Fitzgerald Toussaint or Jordan Todman, are not big names doesn't mean that uh, given the opportunity an extended part, a Senate opportunity that they won't be able to run the football. Now, quite naturally, like I said, both these teams have pretty stout run defenses. Uh, and uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, we know, let me put it this way. We know because the history tells us the past 16 games, that Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard have been inconsistent in the run game. Extremely inconsistent in the run game. Um, And you never know what type of game you're going to get get with them. On the other side, the limited opportunities that you see Toussaint and Jordan have, Tommy Todman have, you're not sure uh, um, of what you're going to get. Um, And you know, this is the first time that they've really been put into the spotlight, um, excluding last week. They're going to be starting. One of them is going to be starting. The other one's going to be coming in. They're going to be somewhat of a committee. You don't know what you're going to get. But Jerry, you don't know. That's that's the point that I that I have to debate I, you and Bryce with. That I understand you that. Know, you know that the bruiser for Cincinnati – is is Smith? You know, I mean Hill. I, I apologize, Hill. Yes, you know Hill, that yeah. he he is the bruiser. You know when he's in there, you're not going to get too many screens or too many passes to the to the back. When Geo's in there, you can get a mixture of both. Now, if we're talking about consistency, okay, fine. But over 16 games, you know that Cincinnati has a run game. That is no, no, they don't. There. No, no, they that is, don't. Listen, that's, that's listen, what I'm listen. They've been extremely they a, inconsistent. No, listen. They have a run game for 16 games, whereas Todman and and uh, and the other guy, Trusant, you don't know how they're going to mix and mesh over a long period of time. You know, at the end of or in towards the middle of last week's game. They were thrust into the spotlight. They had to step up. Yes. They had to yes. provide. Yes. And that's what you know. Todman yes. is a journeyman. I believe yes. Todman played with Jacksonville. He also yes. went somewhere else. Todman was he was a one hit wonder in in Jacksonville last year, if I'm not mistaken. And then he lost a job to uh Denard. To Denard Robinson. Uh converted quarterback. Okay? That doesn't mm-hmm. have tie his shoelaces. Not saying there's anything wrong with that, but he lost his job to a speedy back. Now, all I can tell you is if you put them behind that offensive line of Pittsburgh, they are going to do something, but it's not going to be enough to scare Cincinnati into believing <laughs> that there's a real run threat, in well, my opinion. I have to disagree with that for the simple reason is this. 
Um, Cincinnati's defense against the run is weaker than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken, is top five. They're one of the best run defenses in the league, right along with the Baltimore Ravens. And that's why you really, whenever you ran against Baltimore or Pittsburgh, you really couldn't run the ball. You had to throw it. And and, um, I think that's one of the reasons why both those defenses were um, very weak against the pass because that's the only way offenses could um, move the football. Um, Cincinnati is a weaker run defense, and I think that even though they, they have a pretty good run defense, I think they, they're they they're more vulnerable against the run than they are against the pass. And uh, if I was, was to go up against uh, – if I was an offensive coordinator wanting to go up against Cincinnati, I think I would try to um, gash him in the run game first before I would th- try to do it in the pass. Well, you know, it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting game, but not as interesting as a couple of the other games that we need to talk about right now as we head up uh, 52 minutes left in the the show. But I really want to thank Bryce for calling in because, you know, that's a a debate. That's a debate we didn't have earlier, but uh, it was something we could use, and and I appreciate it. So thanks for calling in, Bryce. Um, But let's talk about a game that's going to be played at maybe, I believe, minus two degrees or two degrees yeah. with the windshield at a minus two degrees. I'm staying away from about, any player. Uh, I'm staying away from any player in Daly that's in that game. Absolutely staying well, away from him. I disagree with that 110% um, because even though it's on a frozen field, which is heated in Minnesota, the field is a heated field. And Marshawn Lynch has been ruled out. So that's Christian Michael and Fred Jackson are the best cows for Seattle. You know Adrian Peterson is there for Minnesota. And you also know that his understudy, uh, McKinnison, is there. What you don't yeah. know, what you don't know is, can Teddy Bridgewater get the ball to Diggs? Can he get it to Wallace? Can he get it to Rudolph? Can he get it to these guys? Against that legion of boom. Now, let's let's examine this. It's three quarters of the legion of boom because okay, you can't replace uh, the pass interference happy uh, cornerback in in New Orleans. Can't replace them. You can stick people in there, but they're not the legion of boom with uh, oh boy. Here's the Brandon deal. Brown. Are you talking about? Yes, Brandon Browner. Can mm-hmm. AP run his defense? My answer is yes. My uh, answer is yes. He's dealing with back issue, man. I got it. I got it. Cincinnati is soft straight up the middle. They are soft straight up the middle. They're going to have to have Cam Chancellor come down in the box a lot in order to stop Minnesota. Now, if Cam Chancellor comes down in a box, I think my chances of Kyle Rudolph versus um, K.J. Wright and or Earl Thomas, I really do. Because you have a big six foot five, six foot six tight end who has not been used that much in the, in the season, so his body hasn't been banged too badly, going against those guys that can, okay, K.J. can cover a little bit. Earl Thomas versus 
Randolph, in my opinion, is no contest. Is Randolph all day? Um, the speed of Mike Wallace and the speed of Stefan Diggs versus, you know, the lankiness and ranginess of Richard Sherman. Uh, I got to say this. On a nine route, Sherman is toast against Mike Wallace. Stefan Diggs is just as fast, if not faster than Wallace. So, I mean, you might see some, some throws go toward Sherman's way, but they're going to be nine routes. Um, now, with that being said, the hottest quarterback going into the playoffs is our boy Russell Wilson. And one of the hotter receivers is Doug Baldwin. Last week, Doug didn't show up, thank goodness. But um, that doesn't stop Russell from trying to get him the ball. If you noticed, once Jimmy Graham left the the, the lineup due to injury, Cincinnati threw a lot more passes, and they completed a lot more. And I'm trying to figure out. You mean, you mean Seattle? Not, yes, Seattle. Cincinnati. Thank yeah, thank you, thank you, because we were just talking about Cincinnati. Seattle. I got to think, why is that? We have the or one of the top two best tight ends in football at the receiving end of football, not being able to get the ball, but now everybody else can get the ball. They're they're not, and I'm talking about Seattle, they're not struggling for their identity. Without Marshawn Lynch, they are not a power-running team. They rely on Russell Wilson. Now, again, going into Minnesota, I don't know if the cold, frigid cold temperature is going to mess with his ball. But they play in Seattle where it's rainy, cold, and not always the best of weather. So I think the cold will be the big difference. Can Christian Michael hit the hole, or does he have to bounce it outside? You know, is Fred Jackson going to have that veteran leadership and that – you know, running back backfield on third down. You know, I think this is a very interesting game because both defenses are damn good. Damn good. Uh, I, I honestly can't call it, but I will say this. I would, even though last game they played, AP only had 18 yards. Yep. I, I would consider, I didn't say I would do it, Consider having AP on my team no for way. this game. No I way. You know why? He, he he's he 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 is dealing with a sore back. Sore back in cold weather. That is a not a good combination. So if you're playing some form of fantasy and you you take a chance on a guy who's held out, held out of practices and re- only returned on Friday after resting his sore back. And they say he's going to play without limitation. Um, I got to believe that you're 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 playing Russian roulette with with one of your main backs, if not the main back, and and he's probably the highest. He, in fact, he is the highest um, uh, in salary in fantasy daily. So there's no way I would play a back at AP with a shot against a defense that he, he only had his – he had his worst game of the season with 18 yards and a sore back, possibly leaving the game because of that sore back, and then Jarek McKinnon takes over. 
I can't take that chance. Well, I understand that. I, I understand that, and that's why I have four titles this year, and you have none because uh, I take that has chances. nothing to that has nothing to do. Uh, with. This is because this is I different. take chances. This no, is, no, no, no. Well, listen, every, listen every, it, everyone it, it, takes it, it, chances, but but you take calculated chance, and this this is not a calculated chance. You're playing listen. Russian roulette. You're playing Russian roulette with your okay. highest salary running back. Okay, then I'll do with it with a to sore you this with, way. With, with with a sore back. Okay, with you a have sore four back. Games. I got you. Listen, with a, with a sore back four, against a listen. against a defense that is the top defense in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. There's no way. Well, see, that's the difference here because I'm looking at the totality of everything. Now, I'm looking at all the backs that are playing in, in this week. You got four games, right? You got Eddie Lacy. You got yep. James Starks. Yep. You got Alfred Morris, yep. Pierre Garçon, Chris Thomas. Mm-hmm. You got uh, AP and McKinnon, McKinnison. And you've mm-hmm. got uh, Christian Michael and Fred Jackson. Then mm-hmm. you have Jeremy Hill, Gio- Giovanni Bernard. You've got uh, Todman and, and Trufant. Um, you've got Grimes, Blue, and uh, Polk. Then you have Sikandrick uh, West. Mm-hmm. Okay. So out of all those names, right? right? Mm-hmm. Sikandrick. To me, Sikandrick West, Jeremy Hill, and no AP, and AP are your most reliable. Now, listen, I Jeremy know Hill. Eddie Lacy. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Listen, listen, Jeremy listen, Hill? listen, listen. Wow. I know that uh, Eddie Lacy is going to get his opportunities against that Redskins defense. Absolutely. I know Alfred Morris. Absolutely. I know Alfred Morris is going to get it. However. Absolutely. However, both um, Alfred Morris and Eddie Lacy have been highly inconsistent this year. Now, Alfred, because they haven't given him the opportunities. Last week was the first time Alfred had more than, what, 15 touches in a game? And look what he did. He, he, he toted the rock. I believe he got 100 yards, and he was extremely uh, – um, Involved in a game that really didn't matter to the Redskins, but just to prove they had a running game, they did it. Um, so Kendrick West going against uh, the Texans defense. It's going to be tough sledding, but at least I know Andy Reid's going to get him the rock. Okay? And I know that he's he can produce when Andy Reid gets him the rock. And I've already said, I don't, I don't think Alex Smith is going to be throwing to Macklin too much. And I don't think he's going to throw to uh, Kelsey too much. That leaves Sikandrick to get the ball in the air and on the ground. Um, as I said, Eddie Lacy and James Sucks, highly un, um, inconsistent this year. Um, uh, Starks has the dropsies, so he's been benched a little bit. You know, now you see him carrying the ball with two hands when he comes to the hole, which he should do anyway. Um, Eddie Lacy has a rib injury. And he's wearing those big, big pads. And I ain't going to lie. Some of those Redskins defenders, they like to play a little dirty. They like to pick you up and spike you to the ground. They're my type of defense, and they're my home defense. So when I look at all of this, and then I go to Minnesota, I say AP has just as good of a chance as any of these guys to do well. Now, listen, 
He's the highest uh, valued player at the running back position in daily fantasy. Okay, that would play into my decision of playing him or not. It really would when I have other opportunities with other players. However, I think he is in redemption mode. Will it happen? I don't know. I do not know. But I think this is going to be a good game for him and the Minnesota Vikings as they run the rock. This is going to be a run the rock game. It's going to be. I mean, listen, if they start throwing the ball around in Minnesota, there are going to be some picked balls or a lot of batted balls down. So this is going to be your boring game of the week, in my opinion. Run right, run left, run up the middle. And that subscribes to a bunch of running backs, whether it's individually AP getting 25 touches or collectively, you know, McKinnison and AP getting over 35 touches. I think it'll happen along with Michael and Fred Jackson. Um, do, I think it's going to win the game. Uh, with Lynch being ruled out, with him being ruled out, that leans me heavily toward Minnesota. Really does because I, Christian Michael is a very good player, but he's a speed player. He's not a I'm gonna run between the tackles thirty times type of player. Um, he'll go between his tackles, but he'll fumble the ball too. And he has Fred Jackson playing in Buffalo. This is the type of game I think Fred Jackson flourishing if he weren't 33 or 32, whatever the case is. Uh, But this is the type of game that Fred Jackson has played in while in Buffalo. And he he could be the big factor. Um, Hmm. But with that being said, I'm going to pick Minnesota. I'm going to pick Minnesota. Go ahead, JT. Well, I like I like Seattle. I like Seattle in this game. Um, oh. they, they have the better defense. Uh, they have the better quarterback. Uh, they're hot on both sides of the ball, and I got to believe that you got a limited uh, uh, passing game in Freddie uh, Teddy Bridgewater. A highly inconsistent um, um, in the passing game against a, a, a defense that is just thrives on mistakes from the quarterback, and a very good run defense against the running back. He may have, be, he may have had the um, rushing title, but like I said, he had his worst game of the season against this defense, and now he's dealing with a sore back. Can't trust him. Cannot trust him at all. Uh, I think the running game is going to be, be limited anyway because of the defense, regardless of AP. Uh, and that means that they have a very low point total. Uh, we're going to be re- relying on field goals from the kicker. Uh, and the weather's going to be a factor. I got to believe that the team with the best defense and the, and the offense that can run the football more effectively than Minnesota is, is the Seattle. I like Seattle in this game. That's fine. I mean, I, I disagree with you. But I know it you is know. what it is. And just just to let you know, Davion Clowney has been ruled out of the game already. Okay. okay. So Davion, that leans me more toward Kansas City more than ever. Also, development across the screen. Philly wants to talk to Tom Coughlin. That is interesting to me. Philly wants permission 
permission from. I'm mean, enough. Uh, yeah, Philly wants permission from the Giants to talk to Tom Coughlin, their head coach. That is uh, quite interesting. But well, he, he didn't need per, uh, permission. He resigned. Yes, but because he wasn't fired and he resigned, there's a difference. He still is the property of the New York Giants. So his rights still belong to the Giants. So they have to give uh, Philly permission to talk to him for the next year. That's just like I understand. That's just like I understand. Uh, I understand. You don't okay. you don't have to break it down. I understand. I'm just making sure, you know, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. All right, so that being said, let's talk about the last game of the um wild card weekend. And that's the Green Bay Packers going to Washington. Captain Kirk, as uh, a lot of folks have been deeming him, and they've got Captain Kirk beam me up shirts and Star Trek shirts. <clears throat> I'm quite sure that they're going to get uh, some trademark infringements, uh, lawsuits on them. But, hey, whatever. Um, That's nothing new for that team. Hey, well, leave my team alone. That's true. That is true. Thank you. But, it's truth. I'm just saying the truth. But here's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about here. I think the signing of Kerry Williams to the Redskins defensive backfield <coughs> sorry about that, was brilliant. Kerry Williams is not a um, a rookie. He's not somebody that is just going to um, uh, be there for the playoffs. He's a guy, if he keeps his head on straight, can be one of the uh, redskin cornerbacks of the future because he's that young. With D'Angelo Williams going to free safety and Deshaun Goodson, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, staying at strong safety, the Redskins have Richard Breeland and Kerry Williams, a proven quarterback, by the way, at their disposal against a team that has a problem getting open and catching the ball. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, Aaron Rodgers should throw for 400 yards in this game. Anytime the Redskins allow <clears throat> Kellen Clemens, not Kellen Clemens, Kellen Moore to get 400 yards in a game, I, I understand it didn't mean much. I got it. I follow. But to no-name receivers, Cole Beasley scores twice. Tons of yards. Jason Witten doesn't get in the end zone, but Jason Witten is wide open all game long. I got up here. I'm going to choke myself. Yeah, I can see that. Excuse me. It's the rest of this cold. Um, if. Sorry about that. Dude. Oh, my goodness. Aaron Rodgers can just find a couple of guys in this game. It's going to be a, okay, Kurt, you got to do it again. You got to win by basketball because there'll be some open players. There will be some open Green Bay Packers. 
the problem is, will they catch the ball? I don't think that Eddie Lacy nor uh, Starks are going to be a factor in the run game. I want you to understand what I'm saying. In the run game. In the passing game, which is composed of the screens and everything, I think that is where they're going to have success. Not enough to win the game, but I think they're going to have success. The reason why I say that is because the Redskins front seven, their three down linemen and their four linebackers are going to press Aaron Rodgers like crazy. Excuse me, Ryan Kerrigan. You've got um, old boy from Stanford. I can't remember his name right now, uh, but he's on the other side, number 93. You've got Perry Riley and Will Compton in the middle. I'm telling you, with Hatcher, Potros, um, and a couple of other defensive linemen that they'd like to bring in there against that makeshift offensive line of, of Green Bay, where your left tackle is your starting left guard. That's not cool. You have to move your left guard, left tackle. That That is not a good move for Green Bay, especially against a team that can put pressure on you. Now let's flip it over to the other side, Washington. This is opportunity for Deshaun Jackson to eat alive that secondary. However, that is not Kirk Cousins' game. He is throw the ball short and see what happens next. Jordan Reed is going to have a good game because Julius Peppers or Perry is going to have to cover him. Julius Peppers is not that athletic anymore that he can cover Jordan Reed. Perry, believe it or not, is their best pass rushing linebacker. I know you're saying you got to be crazy. What about Clay Matthews? Well, Clay Matthews is a middle linebacker now. He he lines up outside sometimes. <clears throat> but for the most part, he is the middle linebacker. So his responsibilities go to the running back and quarterback. He is not a blitzing or a rushing linebacker all the time anymore. That is not his role. So when I look at this Green Bay Packer defense, Without B.J. Raji clogging up the middle at nose tackle, you have somebody else. I can't remember his name right now. There is not that much of a rush or pass rush on Kirk Cousins. What I do see, though, are a lot of collisions between um, Alfred Morris, Pierre Thomas, and Chris Thompson. Now, Matt Jones isn't on IR. I don't know if he's going to play or not. But Matt Jones, this is a game, quite honestly, that Matt Jones and uh, and Alfred Morris should dominate, setting up the play-action pass for Pierre Garçon, for Jordan Reed, for uh, uh, Jackson, as well as Crowder. The Redskins have more weapons and more opportunity to uh, beat a team that has 10 wins. Okay? The only reason why I think Green Bay is going to lose this game is because they've played so 
poorly on the road. They played so badly uh, uh, in the last month. And it's due to injury and lack of receivers catching the ball. I really believe so. Um, Now, with that being said, I think it's going to be a close game with the Redskins coming out on top. Captain Kirk, yeah, he might throw for 300, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for four. Um, Now, Daily Fantasy, could I use either one? Yes, I could. But if I had to choose between the two because it's dollar value, I go with Kirk. I would definitely go with Kirk for the dollar value. I think Aaron's going to have the better game. But when you're doing daily fantasy, you have to realize you have to save money for other positions. You know, and we already ran down that the fact that I don't think there's going to be too many solid run games going on this weekend, but you never know. We'll see. JT, take away. Well, this is a tough game, man. Um, I, I have a leaning toward Aaron Rodgers and company. Uh, I know Kirk Cousins is balling out. And 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 I've talked about this before, and every time, for the most part, when I've talked about it, it has come to fruition. When you hype up a team and the media is all over them uh, and saying how well, quite naturally, they've been playing and, and what they're going to do to the other team and uh, really downplaying or – Disparaging um, the what what they've done in the past, and right, rightfully rightfully so. We're talking about the Green Bay Packers. I have a tendency to go with the team that's gotten disparaged, for the simple fact is I think they've got the experience in in this type of situation, being in the playoffs, um, and being discounted. Uh, they've been discounted in the playoffs before against a team that does not have that experience. In the playoff atmosphere, especially the quarterback, right, rightfully, rightfully so, he's playing at home. Uh, he's more comfortable. He's played a lot better at home than he has on the road. Uh, but he's going against an experienced team that's playoff um, uh, experienced. So I have to go with the Green Bay Packers because of the simple fact uh, I, I like what they're doing. Um, I mean, I like what the, the scenario I mean, it, it, it's it's setting up for the so-called experts are saying where did this where did this come from and why didn't the Green Bay Packers play like this uh, the whole year um, and, and that's the type of scenario I see coming up in this game. Well, JT, I got to disagree with you because I know you do, Homer. Homer, no, Homer, no, no. This this isn't a Homer. This isn't a Homer. But you what okay. you just said against you. You said the team that got disparaged and all that. Yes, the whole absolutely. Time, last, listen, listen. Last week, all you heard was you want to lose this game. You don't want to be the NFC North champion. You want to have the easier game. So the question was to McCarthy and to uh, Zimmer, actually was, you know, what, <clears throat> would it have been better to lose this game and have an easier game. So you're discounting 
the Redskins. You're disparaging the Redskins by saying No, I'm not. We No, I'm not. No, not you, not you, not you, not you. What I'm saying is all the reporters that ask these questions and post these questions on on their uh, you know, business sites, ESPN, CBS and all those other sites that said, would it have been better if Minnesota had lost that game so they play an easier opponent in Washington. It's easier for me because they have to play Washington. And this is my point in saying that, that is a um, disparaging comment into exactly what you just said. You're discounting the Washington Redskins by making those comments. This is a cake in college terms that you have a cupcake matchup versus the Redskins in the playoffs. So I can go ahead and get ready for the either I'm going to get ready for uh, the Cardinals or the Panthers. I don't even have to think about the Redskins. That's what a lot of these um, prognosticators have said last week uh, leading up to the the NFC North title game, so to speak, between Green Bay and Minnesota, and they asked Zimmer directly after the game. So I believe that bulletin board material is there. And the fact nobody other than folks in D.C. feel as though that they can beat Green Bay is going to be enough motivation other than the fact you went to the Super Bowl to put Green Bay down. I really think so, because if you want to talk about a team that's been disparaged, it doesn't get any worse than even before the game it started. And during the Minnesota Green game, Chris Collinsworth had said, you know, it would be, wouldn't you want to lose this game and face Washington? The game's not even over. And you're dogging the skins. And you're saying that it's an easier route in D. Guys playing in the burgundy and gold, they heard it. And if they didn't, their coach is stupid for not putting it up all over the place. You're at home. You're going to be the underdog. And everybody in, in the media has said you are the easier out. Come on, man. That That's that's putting a team down. That's making it, uh, uh, as you said, uh not a rough way to go, but uh, disparaging remarks about a team. And it's not about Green Bay. Definitely not about Green Bay. It's been all about Washington. So I got to disagree with you on your analysis of who's been getting disparaged. Okay. You know, talk down. Everybody's everybody's got their opinion. That is true. And mine counts. So (laughs) with that being said, um, you have who advancing out of these four games? I have Pittsburgh. I have Seattle. I have Green Bay. And who's the other one? Um, I have Houston. Your team. <laughs> who's yep. My yep. team. And, the one and, that I favor. And and that and that's that's the same analogy I'm going to put to this. That. And I can understand it. Trust me, I understand it because of the fact that 
Kansas City been it's on a ten game winning streak. I I I I understand it, but I've seen a scenario before when they play Cincinnati, uh, in 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 two different uh, venues at home and on the road in Cincinnati. Cincinnati was a very good team, had very good defense, just like Kansas City, had very good offense, just like Kansas City, um, and and uh, uh, they beat both. They beat Cincinnati twice. In fact, anytime you play Cincinnati, and I, and I tell these people, betting people, anytime Cincinnati plays Houston, um, it's just one of these teams that has their number. And I and I'm not saying that Houston has Kansas City number. What I'm saying is this: I'm, in this matchup. I see Houston coming out on top. I've seen a scenario before. They play a hell of a lot better than, at home than they do on the road. They, they, they're home for a reason. They've been playing well. Kansas City's been playing well. Both these defenses are almost identical in stopping the other team from scoring. Um, and like I said, this can go either way. And if it can go either way, I go with the home team. Okay. All right. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our wild card weekend uh, prognostications. We have a little bit of time left. Um, We may or may not go the full 90 minutes, but um, question for you, JT. You plan to go buy buy some Powerball tickets right after this show? Oh, absolutely. It's been been done already. Oh, so you're not going to go buy mine? Are you going to go buy mine? I'm gonna take care. No, don't worry about it. It can it can get done. It can get done. You got to send me okay. the, the numbers or whatever you whatever you want whatever way you want to do it. Yes, and I just want pictures of, of my numbers. I want pictures of my tickets. Oh God! You don't I'm think I would do that? Come on, man. I understand well, it's, a, it's a billion dollars. I understand that. <laughs> exactly. I, I so understand I think, that. I think a billion dollars would come between friends. I think that would happen. I really do. <laughs> As long as I get half, man, we ain't got no, no issue. No, no. See, see, there you go, there you go, there you go. I'm still waiting on my winnings. I'm, I'm, I'm putting like Jerry would tell me. I'm gonna tell you like Jerry, ladies and gentlemen. This is what Jerry would tell me if if he won. Come on, Vic, you should have had it, Vic. You should have had it, Vic. That's bad uh, business. Wait a minute. I t- I told you. I told you exactly when you would get it. I know. And it's I know. I know. I'm, it's it's gonna happen. Just, Okay. Today, today, like you said, yes. today. All right. Yes. Okay. I, I, yes. I, I, I didn't. I didn't knock it. So here's what I need, Jerry. Send I'm me one twenty. Send me one twenty. And well, let me let, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. Each ticket is two dollars, and they have a uh, uh, a multiplier, which is adds an additional dollar to a ticket. So that's it, right. It's I ain't either, going through all that. I ain't okay, going through all that. It, it, Okay, each ticket is two dollars. Okay. Each ticket is two dollars. All I need, are, I just need two. I just need two. So you're sending me one hundred twenty-one dollars, and spending four on two tickets. Okay. All right. So. Yep. That's all I need. I, you only all I need is one set of winners. Um. But anyway. Uh. So what do you plan to do if you win nine hundred million dollars? If I went win nine hundred million dollars, which I think it is, well, I, you know, I told my wife, and I, and I said, and, it, and I'm being truthful when I said this. I'm being absolutely truthful when I said this. I told my wife, and we were talking about this last night at dinner. 
I said, you know, if I won, oh, oh we won. I, 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 no, I, you're uh, right. dropped... I won. I won. <laughs> you probably no. get a divorce. No, 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 no. <laughs> if, we, if we won, I would fall down on my knees and cry, man. Because I, I, there, there is absolutely nothing that I couldn't do uh, without. There's nothing I could do. There's nothing I could not do. You follow me? I could do whatever yeah. I wanted to do with, with without an issue. I would have the money and, and, and absolutely no pressure whatsoever, except for how to how to handle the money, which it should be a, a, a pleasurable thing, not a, a really stressful thing. But I would absolutely fall on my knees and cry because it was like it would be uh, extremely life changing for me and my family and friends. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad I'm a friend. I, I really am glad I'm a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <clears throat> oh, well, what is that hearty laugh for? What's that hearty, why is that a hearty laugh? What, what, what is that for? Don't, don't take it the wrong way. You, you, you took it the wrong way. I'm, I'm saying, when you said I'm glad, I'm glad I'm a friend, like, oh, you win the money. Hey, man. Hey, man, don't forget about your friend. <laughs> hey, you said it. You yes, said it. Yes. I did say I'm yes. yes. I'm disagreeing with you. Yeah, I'm disagreeing. I understand. All I yes. just just give me a Papa John's franchise and we're good. I hear you. I hear you, man. So, I hear you. I, so, I, 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 I feel what you exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. I, I, I understand. I, well, here's what I'm. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. Here's what. Well, here's what I would do, and this is God's truth. I'm not going to say this, mm-hmm. especially since you're buying a ticket. Um, when I have to claim it, I would say my business partner and I, that will be you, uh, won this money. Now, you ain't getting a large chunk. You're getting a chunk of chunk, but not a, maybe I'll throw you a hundred mil, but, uh, oh, we, 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 that's enough, man. Are you kidding me? How could but, I sweat? How could, how could I worry about that? But Are my you point, kidding me? But my point is, my point yeah. is, I, yeah. I would definitely include you. When I win, and uh, we would definitely have a lot of our business opportunities that we've talked about and oh, tried yeah. to do. Oh, those yeah. things would most assuredly happen. Not to come mention, to fruition. Come to oh, fruition. Yes. I mean, here's I'm be God the honest truth when I say this: the people mm-hmm. I want to talk to when I win this money, I want to talk to Oprah, I want to talk to Shaq, I want to talk to uh, Bill Gates, uh, I want to talk to President Obama, just because. Um, and who else? Uh, oh, I want to talk to, uh, my boy from the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, can't remember his name, Mark Cuban. And Mm -hmm. lastly, lastly, I want to talk to, uh, my man that owns the Seattle Seahawks. I just want to talk to him. Mm -hmm. I, I do. I do not want to talk to Michael Jordan. Because, yes, he's a billionaire and all this other stuff, but I think he's made a lot of bad business decisions. So I don't want to talk to him. Although, I, you know, hey, what's up? Pieces, deuces. I, I want to talk to a lot of um, of multimillionaires and talk to them as to how uh, they partnered with all these different people and made more money out of the millions that they had. And then we would use somewhat of their model to, you know, start our business, businesses, put it that way. We have Mm -hmm. one, but it's not lucrative right now. But at the same time, 
I, I would love to talk to like Kathy Hughes, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just things like that I would like to do before I spend the money. You know, I'm going to, yes, buy the house and the land that my wife and I and kids want and probably, you know, would have like a, a Dallas-style ranch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I would definitely become J.R. Ewing, the alcohol and the killing. But um, my, my mindset is I'm going to give back. I'm going to give back because there's no way in the world I can spend – Nine hundred million dollars in my lifetime on just me. I can't. I have to have some foundations. I have to have some businesses. I have to be able to give people opportunities. I would definitely start a college. I would start a college, no doubt. A, some type of college or 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 uh, high school, one or the other. So that's what I would do with the money. Um, and you know what? I've been very, very fortunate this uh, season that I know that I'm going to get some some money uh, with this Powerball. So when I get off this phone, I'm going to send you an email with some numbers. I just need you go down to the <laughs> local store, <laughs> get them tickets, and, and send and you a send, copy of them. <laughs> send me a picture copy. Saying these are your numbers, Vic, on the ticket. A picture of the ticket with, with my numbers that I sent you, along with the email I sent. Just, well, just you don't proof. you don't trust a, you don't trust a brother from another mother. No, no. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even trust my mother oh. when it comes to that type of money. <laughs> but yeah, um, I believe you would, you know, be honest. But, of course, as you said, if you won, you and your family and friends will get it. So I got to make sure those tickets that do win belong to me because I'll take care of you. I don't know about your family, though. Uh, you got to take care of them. But um, I, I would definitely, definitely uh, do some very charitable things with the money and uh, definitely give back. Now, because I went in debt in the military – I have to finish my contract, which is up to twenty twenty four. But after that, shoot, what? I mean, they they would probably. There's actually a article that they could kick me out of the army because I make too much money. They could actually literally yes, because what would what would they have to hold me there or for me to to uh, to um, to stay in line? You. This is how you control a, ser- a, a service member. You take their money and their time. If you don't care about them taking your time because you signed up for, you know, a full 20 years, okay. Mm-hmm. If, if you take their money, they can't pay their bills. But if I have money, why do I need your money? Other than the fact that I've earned it because I've been working for it. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Lastly. Lastly, we got about 10 minutes left. I don't want to go too deep into this, but I know this is a political show that we have here, and I want to get uh, Jerry's thoughts on this. I'm quite sure they're pretty similar to mine, if not more militant. But let's talk about this Bundy guy. 
this Bundy guy and his group of militiamen, a.k.a. terrorists, that have uh, taken over a federal building. They have gone on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram asking for recruits and supplies. They're getting interviewed by the media. What in the hell is going on here, Jerry, where these guys fully armed and have stated they're willing to die for their cause and has threatened uh, lawmen and have broken federal law and they're just still honky-dory up in Oregon, you know, just just walking around this wildlife preserve. The Native Americans that live there have said, it's time for y'all to go. You guys need to go away. What's going on? So, Jerry, I'm going to leave it to you. Your thoughts. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm trying to catch myself up on this. I, I'm, <clears throat> these guys in the National Wildlife in Southeast Oregon, is that what you're talking about? Yes, I am. Now, Bundy... The the leader of this group is the son of uh, one of the Bundy men that, or yeah, Bundy's father, Bundy. See, I don't remember his first name. In 2014, led a group of his militiamen against the government in 2014. Um, now, the father has said a lot of things. About you know the government taking the land and doing this and the third. Well, the father and another one of the brothers burned about 120 acres of federal land, so they went to prison. Um. Now I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They did something else, but there are two farmers that were part of this younger Bundy's group that burned like 120 acres of federal land. And they were right. in prison. Right. And and this Bundy group decided, you know what, that's wrong. Uh, you're not going to put them in prison for burning their own land. It's not their land to begin with. It was the federal government's land that they burned. So it's a federal law that they broke. So these Bundy folks are like, okay, we're going to go into this place. It's an outpost. It's a forest reserve post. We're going to take it over, and we're going to stay here. And we're going to occupy it until we get the release of the two serve, I mean, the two ranchers. But we're going to go in with fully automatic weapons. We're going to uh, just take it over and then go on Facebook and go on all these other places and ask for help from other people that are like us. Now, to me... You've broken federal law by, first of all, breaking into the building, then taking the building and not uh, vacating the building when it doesn't belong to you. Secondly, you've threatened federal officers. You've You've stated that you're willing to kill them if they try to come into the area. That's a threat. Legal threat. Federal officers. People go to jail for that. Um, there are so many other things that have been said by these guys. They've compared their movement, and I'm not joking, to the Black 
Lives Matter movement. What? Yes. Yes. Last uh, Yesterday, Thursday or Friday, for you guys, the leader said he likens their cause to Rosa Parks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? One, Rosa didn't have a gun sitting on a bus. Two, she didn't threaten to kill nobody. Three, all she did was say, I'm not getting up. Now, I can see that protest being similar, but come on, dude. Are you serious? And comparing this to Black Lives Matter is ridiculous. I've I've been on my Facebook page with a lot of my friends that are, some are of Latin descent, some are, are Caucasian, saying BLM is bad. They threaten to kill people, stuff like that. They're just as bad. And I'm like, are you kidding me? BLM had nothing to do with the Ferguson riots. BLM had nothing to do with the Baltimore riots. Now, there may have been some people that threatened to kill some cops. I can't say that I haven't heard that because I've heard some things like that. But you cannot say that BLM went and occupied a space with fully automatic weapons and an arsenal and did not leave a place after a rally. You can't say they, they, they didn't do that. I mean, that they did that. But this group, this group is doing that. It's ridiculous. Wow. So, I didn't know that. So my question was pretty much, what in the world is going on with the federal government and the local government? Because if you're going to kill a little kid with a fake gun, which is a, a little BB gun or whatever it is, on site, you're going to kill a guy outside of a Walmart on site with a plastic toy gun that he just got from Walmart and he's on the phone. If you're going to shoot somebody in the head because you think they're with somebody that has a gun, I forgot the name of the person uh, that I'm referring to, but it's one of these cases where the cops shot first before they had any news or, or, or education of what's going on. Why are you not treating these guys the same way you would have treated those Islamic terrorists that did all that bad stuff in San Bernardino? Yes, they went in and they shot up the place and they killed some folks. Got it. But there's a manhunt and they got blitzed. These people have taken over a federal government building, have said they're going to kill federal agents. And yet nothing has been done to them. The lights are still on. The water still works. I mean, none of none of the things you would do in a hostage situation from the police standpoint have been done. So I'm just really? wondering. Yes, I'm not joking, dude. These guys have been able to go online and ask for support. They've gone in town to get supplies. But nothing has happened to these cats. Nothing. They're getting. They're giving press conferences, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? What if that was a gang that did this? What if that was uh, a bunch of um, uh, 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 let's say the Nation of Islam that decided to do this? 
You know, what if this was was um, the Hell's Angels or or yeah, I think that's the name of them, or the Latin Kings or the Latin Disciples or the Bloods or the Crips that decided to do this? Would the same type of restraint be used against them? Matter of fact, where I am, you know where I am. There's mm-hmm. several. There are several videos made from foreign countries in this area that ask the same question. I'm, I'm not joking, and and these Asian uh, com- uh, uh, videos say, okay, these people are called the uh, uh, Qaeda. They call them Qaeda. And they'll say, uh, what if this were some black people? What if these were Middle Easterns? And I'm I'm not joking. These videos exist. I'm not playing. How would the American government handle it? They're making fun of how this situation is getting handled, dude. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Wow. Wow. Well, anyway. Yeah. I, I you'll you'll investigate it tomorrow. You'll probably have something to say on your show, but we got to get yes, out. Yes, I here. will. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I will. Ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time Sunday morning. Master Plan is going to go over these two uh, playoff games and then prep you for Sunday's games. And he'll probably talk a little bit about this uh, Oregon standoff. I hope. <sighs> yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit, and I'll also talk about. Um, wow, this is maybe a long show tomorrow. Um, for the simple fact is, I also want to. It, it depending on on the um, time uh, constraint, uh, talk about uh, my preseason predictions. Oh no, we're gonna do that next week. We're doing that <laughs> next week, right here. You are not gonna rob me of my glory. Oh you no, 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 no! My glory. Wait a minute! I broke them all down. On my show, I should reap the. Uh, 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 <laughs> I should I should suffer, suffer the consequences on my show. So uh, next week, if uh, uh, we're gonna have an hour show tomorrow, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next week is going to be probably an hour and a half. Um, simple, the simple reason I want to break down each of the uh, uh, the categories: quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, and running back and my predictions and how well I was good or bad uh, in that, uh, in that vein. Bad. bad. <laughs> you might do though, Jerry, you might do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Macy Sports and Politics Saturday edition. As always, my right-hand man, Jerry the Macy Taylor, uh, sits in and takes care of business for me. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm not joking when I say I can't do this without him. I, I really can't. Um, and I appreciate everything he does, so I want to be proud of that. Uh, and, yes, I did win four championships, and some of which I have to give credit to Jerry for, um, mainly because he uh, advises me, and I advise him sometimes uh, as well. So I greatly appreciate his his on everything. With that being said, when I get my $900 million, Jerry's still going to be my right hand counting <laughs> my money. <laughs> and, but we are partners. We are partners. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high, high. 
<laughs> You're crazy, man. You must be feeling better. You must be feeling no. better. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we got to get out of here. You got anything you want to say before we go? Um, all I'm going to do is drop the mic, and we're out of here. Bye.